0: Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520.
1: All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year and in just a couple of weeks, starting our 54th year. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN, 50, ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now today's program is live, so you can call in, you can join our discussion, hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520, that's 803-1520. And so I wanna to build today's program around a number of things, but the core thing I wanna talk about is what I'm gonna to refer to as the tariff dance. Uh, an article written by Veronica Rugge, uh in the Town Hall Online Magazine uh, was entitled, Are Trump's Tariffs Actually Increasing the Trade Deficit? This is an important consideration for us to think through because I, I know I say this every now and then, but I just want to repeat it. If you're in Buffalo and you got to get someplace in Rochester, you get in your car and you start driving, And 35 minutes from now, you see a sign in front of you that says, Cleveland, 120 miles ahead. Clearly, you're heading in the wrong direction. What's the first thing you should do? Stop. Even if you don't know where to go, you know that where you're going is the wrong direction. So the first thing you should do is stop, then get your bearings, and then get along in the right direction. I say that to say that when the Trump administration announced these tariffs— he said that these tariffs were going to uh, cause a reduction in our trade deficits uh, with these various countries that we had our trade deficits with and that it would, cr- it would uh, increase uh, demand for American-made goods, American-produced goods produced here in the United States and would therefore expand the American economy, expand the American workforce, uh, expand jobs because you would need to hire more people to meet the higher demand for American goods. That's not happening. What we were told was going to occur is not what's occurring. Again, if you are trying to get someplace and you see clearly that where you're going is in the wrong direction, the first thing you should do is stop. The direction that we're going in with these tariffs is not taking us to the place that the tariff initiators said it was going to take us. So let me get into this subject. The U.S. trade deficit expanded in June of 2018 at its fastest rate since November of 2016. 291 war in 2017, saying that we were going to get the outcomes that I just described, but what we're getting is the exact opposite. Uh, further, in spite of the t- of the tariffs he imposed on billions of dollars in imports those imports actually grew slightly while exports actually went down slightly. So not only did we not get uh, a reduction in a trade deficit, not only did we not get a higher demand for American goods because the foreign goods were were made to cost more, we ended up having more imports uh, of foreign goods and fewer exports of American goods. Clearly, we're going in the wrong direction. The administration stated objectives for imposing tariffs on foreign imports is to reduce the trade deficit by reducing imports and forcing foreign governments to lower their what he called unfair trade barriers. So U.S. exporters will have more access to foreign markets. Excuse me. If uh, uh, Trump and his allies believe that if you impose Uh, huge taxes on goods and services, and that's what those tariffs are. They're just taxes on uh, goods and services that Americans buy from abroad. Over time, he believed that the higher prices will nudge consumers uh, to shift shift their demands to, to now relatively cheaper American goods. In fact, This is what happened after the imposition of steel and and aluminum tariffs on imports from China uh, and many of our trading partners, like Canada. Uh, The Department of Commerce reports that the steep hike in metal prices has resulted in a seasonally adjusted 19% reduction of iron and steel mill products uh, imported in June of 2018 and a a 10% fall uh, in imports of bauxite and aluminum. Yet... Overall, imports have gone up slightly while exports have shrunk a bit, raising the, the, the trade deficit along the way. For one thing, contrary to the administration's promise, unilaterally raising tariffs on our trading partners has not resulted in better access to foreign markets for U.S. exporters. Instead, foreign, uh, foreign tariffs have gone up and trades of, uh, and threats of retaliation continue. First, making it, well, let me say it this way, uh, making it well let me say it this way. Uh, companies often ramp up imports of targeted goods before uh, uh, the taxes take effect. Uh, it may it, that may make it seem like your tariff initiative is working because initially you see companies buying uh, more stuff. in in reality, what happens is imports will decrease. Once companies are forced by higher costs to look for new suppliers, Uh, companies then write out either uh, a changing, a a change in policy or uh, the acquisition of new sources of their needed uh, raw materials or goods. At the end of the day, higher production costs hurt Americans uh, the most contrary to protectionist claims. Second, Trump is misinformed when he claims that the U.S. trade deficit is a sign. Let me see if I look, I'm on time. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking on time. Trump is misinformed when he claims that the U.S. trade deficit is a sign that everyone is taking advantage of the United States. It, the reality uh, is actually more positive uh, in the sense that it signals that the country is an attractive destination for foreign investors looking to make a profit. The president's uh, to the president's credit, uh, to to the extent that you can do this, his tax reform and deregulatory uh, efforts uh, helped to pump up an economy that was already uh, expanding. These positive uh, positive developments uh, likely shifted foreign owned dollars away from buying U.S. exports uh, and towards investments in the United States. But richer, comp- uh, r- richer consumers can afford more expensive foreign foreign uh, uh, exports, so you end up getting more growth. But you still get a larger trade deficit because people are still buying their goods from the same sources that they have been buying them from before. The other thing that people don't realize that occurs is if a uh, a twenty-five percent uh, 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 tariff is placed on an import, and that import cost a dollar, now it will cost a dollar twenty-five. The American producers of those same goods, they don't continue to sell their prices at, you know, a dollar five cents. They raise their prices to a dollar ten, a dollar fifteen, a dollar eighteen, a dollar twenty, uh, and so on. So they actually reduce the amount of new demand that there would have been if they had kept the price price differential uh, lower. And so it's the behavior of the American companies uh, to exploit advantage that means that the People who end up paying the price for these tariffs are the ultimate consumers, the American public. I want to get to our callers in just a second. The United States, due to higher tariffs, uh, a. Oh, I can't even read my own writing. uh, On U.S. imports. Raising their price and lowering, uh, lowering demand hurts both investments and exports. The Tax Foundation estimates that the trade is, uh, dispute could wipe out all of the previously projected benefits for, uh, from tax reform. Americans will be worse off. Than they would have been without this trade deficit, so I want to get into some other pieces on this, but I don't want to get too far away from my callers. Uh, I just want you to know that uh, uh, the Commerce Department said on Wednesday of of this past week that the United States last year for the for the year two calendar year 2018 posted an 891.2 billion dollar trade deficit, more than a hundred billion dollars more. Than it was in 2016. Uh, uh, the largest trade deficit that we've had in the 243 year history, despite more than two years of President Trump's so called America First policies. Let me grab Tony first and get his thoughts, and we'll kind of get into our discussion here. Tony, how are you doing out there? Tony, did I lose you? Hello? Yep. Tony, are you there? Oh.
2: Hello?
1: Yep. I can hear you. Oh, I got the wrong name. It said Tony on the screen. Hi, who am I talking to?
3: John from Lockport.
1: Hi, John. How are you doing? I don't good. know how they... You must have been on ro- 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 robo-typing uh, of names. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as far as tariffs go, tariffs would have been a good thing for the unions back before Reagan, but uh, the what, what Reagan did is he pretty much destroyed the middle class, and he started subsidizing corporations for moving moving overseas, mm-hmm. uh, giving them tax breaks to move their businesses overseas. I mean, he's the one that started this mess, and uh, he, he destroyed the unions as well.
4: Yep.
3: Uh, I, I think if you had, uh, had, had a policy back then in 1980 where you did have tariffs that protected the uh, working man— and the unions, we'd have a situation more like Germany's where they think they're about 80% unionized, and so they're protected. Uh, they, everything over there costs more. The cost of living is higher, but their people live better. Uh, well, and when they talk about these um, uh, deals, these bad deals that were made, who made these bad deals? It exactly. The it was the Republicans <laughs> right, who made these bad right, deals. right. Yeah. Uh, after Reagan, they destroyed, I mean, pretty much tried to destroy the unions. So every deal was to try to make, uh, allow corporations to prosper overseas. And John,
1: let me build like, on let me, your point just a, 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 a little bit. You talked about uh, the, the Reagan administration actually greasing the skids uh, for American companies moving their production uh, facilities overseas. Just to build on that. Under the Reagan administration, something was passed called the Accelerated Cost Recovery uh, Depreciation System, where instead of depreciating stuff like land over 39 years, you know, and so on, everything was turned into a three-year, five-year, 10-year, or 15-year property, which meant that you could depreciate uh, your your, uh, uh, investment, uh, uh, the capital cost of those uh, properties. You could depreciate those things much, much more quickly than you could have been in the past obviously saving you tax money. In addition to that, not only did he lower taxes, which, you know, occurred during the Reagan administration, uh, dropping from the 70% upper rate, you know, down into the uh, uh, 28% uh, lower rate at one point, then he had to raise taxes again. But in addition to that, he created something called the investment tax credit. The investment tax credit essentially meant that you could take a dollar-for-dollar tax deduction for whatever it costs you uh, for an investment. And they treated moving your companies to other, country, to other countries as a investment. So <laughs> you could be like, you know, uh, Dow Jones or you could be Trico or you could be Fisher Price and you could move your company to Mexico and it may cost you $2 billion to move your company to, to, uh, to Mexico, you would get a $200 billion tax credit, which is a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction in your taxes, for moving a company from the United States overseas. That's exactly. just born-again nuts. <laughs> right.
3: Well, you know, you know, is it, is it with the same theme about the Republicans being responsible for these messes, uh, I, I wrote an editorial in the Buffalo News yesterday about uh, how uh, seniors could reduce drug prices. Mm-hmm. Very simply, uh, because when the uh, when they passed the Medicare Part D program, um, all the n- none of the Democrats voted for Medicare Part D because the six Republicans that ran the uh, uh, deal there for Medicare Part D, they allowed the pharmaceutical companies uh, to, to write the bill. And when mm-hmm. they wrote the bill in the bill, they said you can't negotiate price. So you've got one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, ins- uh, uh, insurance company in, in the world, and they can't negotiate price. Right. And that's why um, we're in that situation we are today, where the pharmaceutical companies can just rape the elderly uh, because they can charge whatever they want. Uh, it's the only uh, organization that does that. You, you know, the, that the VA negotiates price, the Army mm-hmm. does, the foreign countries, Canada and Mexico, they pay a fraction of what we do. So, again, the Republicans did that. Also, uh you can fix Social Security very simply. Uh, just raise FOICA. Raise the, uh,
1: the, the... The income levels. level that you... We talk about this all the time. What is right? it? 118000 there, so is... The, so the,
3: many simple solutions... Right. to So many simple solutions to the problems that the Republicans created. And most people don't even realize that it was the Republicans who caused this whole mess.
1: hmm And so now we've done even worse. Now we've gouged out... Uh, large parts of the federal tax uh, 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 base uh, giving a $200 billion reduction in corporate taxes uh, in the country and roughly a $300 billion reduction in personal income taxes and uh, on, on the, the claim by President Trump and his allies that the economy was going to grow so much that the uh, uh, $500 billion that we lost in revenue would be made up by growth. Do you know how much money you have to increase the uh, economy by to make up that uh, $500 uh, billion? Assuming that it's uh, a 20% tax rate, you'd have to create $2.5 trillion more money in the economy that would appear as income that could then be taxed at a 20% rate in order for you to get that $500 billion that you already lost. When have we ever grown two billion $2 trillion in in, in one
4: year?
3: And on top of that, the, the, the way the Republicans wrote the tax laws, uh, a third of corporations make, uh, make, might make uh, billions of dollars in profit and pay no taxes. Right. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> and, and yet the common working person does not understand that, that, that corporate welfare is much, much a greater threat to us than, than welfare or anything else.
1: And regardless of what people say, I mean, the Mitt Romney, you know, 47% that are takers and so on, Yeah, there may be people that are getting some forms of benefits because our wages are so low that 70% of the people that work for Walmart, for example, are eligible for uh, public assistance. There's something wrong with our system if people can be working full time at a large company, one of the largest companies in the world, Walmart, and 70 percent, seven out of 10 of the people that work for that company are eligible for public assistance in Medicaid uh, and and food stamps.
3: This is why the Republicans do not want to raise the minimum wage. If they raise the minimum wage, all of a sudden the the health benefits uh, that are being covered by Medicaid for these people might have to be provided by walmart mm-hmm. so they do not want to raise wages because they don't want to bring them out of that area uh where walmart would be responsible for their medical
1: so that there it is man that's a good good points john i appreciate yeah. you man. all yeah. right we'll talk to you next week listen why don't we take our first break matt and then we'll get uh other john on and have a good conversation so if you all stick with us we will sit out of the break here at think again think again
0: Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. At Indeed, we believe a resume is a great way to see an overview of a candidate. But you're not hiring a resume. You're hiring a
1: person. That's why Indeed offers tools that help bridge the gap between a candidate and the resume. Like skill tests, which let you actually see a candidate's abilities in action to make sure they're a good fit for the job. See beyond the resume with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today
5: and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com promo. Terms and conditions apply.
6: You work hard and you play hard. And let's face it, sometimes it hurts. That's why people around the world depend on Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm goes right to your aches and pains. Made from a blend of herbal ingredients, Tiger Balm is the nation's number one selling pain-relieving ointment. Rub it in and it works. Available in ultra-strength and a convenient hydrogel patch. So whatever your age or lifestyle, roar back with Tiger Balm. It works where it hurts. Available at stores everywhere.
0: All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520.
1: wanted to give you an idea that that's what Trump wants us to feel like we're in this this big race like a big contest going on but it's all a construct that's being invented uh, by Donald Trump we wanted to just uh, give a shout out to uh, Ralph Krueger our new uh, coach uh, here for the Buffalo Sabres we wish him the greatest of success we want all of our teams to have success, right? I don't want you to have success and then go leave. Have success, get a little higher pay, and stay so that we can build a, a, a good a, a sports a tradition and resume here in the city of Buffalo. And I want to stay on this track a little bit, then I'm going to grab other John. The results were a, a, a sobering reminder that the laws of economics still apply. Uh, the president promised to supercharge economic growth through massive tax cuts and deregulation on the one hand and to shrink the trade deficit and increase the growth and sales of American goods through tariff increases. On the other hand, by cutting taxes and taking the lid off of government spending, he gave the economy a shot of adrenaline uh, and also by th- uh, thinning government regulations, uh, lowering the cost of production. But it leads to a. W- You can only call a big lie. Taylor Durden uh, wrote an article in uh, ZeroHedge.com, a hedge fund online magazine. He he found that the top U.S. uh, tech companies spent more than $169 billion purchasing their shares in 2018, a record 55 percent increase from the year before. According to the Trim, uh, Trim Tabs online magazine, the industry has a, a whole a whole authorized excuse me the industry as a whole authorized the greatest number of share buybacks ever recorded, totaling 387 billion dollars, more than triple the amount in 2017. That's what they did with the tax cut. The Trump administration said that his tax cut was going to be was going to repatriate four trillion dollars in cash that was in American uh, corporate accounts that were held overseas. In reality, according to the Commerce Department, uh, corporate America only repatriated six hundred and sixty five billion dollars uh trump said that the corporate tax cuts would spur so much economic activity that they would pay for themselves but the reality is the economy grew by one percent roughly 190 uh a uh, $1 billion dollars if you had a 20 percent tax rate on 190 billion dollars that's a Thirty-eight billion dollar increase in federal revenue. So we we sacrificed five hundred billion dollars in, in, in federal revenue to get three hundred to, to get thirty-eight billion dollars in federal revenue. That's just born again crazy. Let me get John, other John from Buffalo, and get his thoughts. Other John, how are you doing out there?
5: Pretty well, Nathan. Pretty
1: well. Hopefully, and I'm not got, over preaching. I just wanted to get people to understand these these dynamics.
5: No, you you, you have to keep reinforcing it. But at, at any rate, last week. You had Curly and Larry on. <laughs> and uh, Curly was really impressed by the fact that uh, Walmart was paying its uh, truck drivers a, a living wage.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Actually, better than a living wage. What he fa- And because of that, uh, if you walked out of the parking lot, I'm trying to paraphrase him. If you walked out in the parking lot and asked somebody, they're going to vote for Trump.
4: Mm-hmm. That's
5: idiotic. Uh, he didn't bother to look up the fact that there's like 8,000 uh, Walmart truck drivers. And there are over 1,500,000 uh, Walmart employees in this country. So he's talking about a half a percent mm-hmm. get paid well. There's actually more managers than there are truck drivers. Right. <laughs> okay. So he is completely out to lunch on that. Uh, the other thing, uh, let's see, it was uh, Larry, I think, was talking about the. Uh, the tax revenue, and you try to correct them,
4: mm-hmm.
5: but he's he's arithmetically challenged. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think he could count to twenty one without getting undressed. <laughs> but uh, if you take, a, he he discounts the rate of inflation completely. If you factor in <clears throat> the rate of inflation, which is about two percent, it varies from like one point nine to two point four, about two percent. The the tax revenues clearly. Uh, declined. Right. And uh, w- one more thing I got to get off my chest is I was reading about a company called uh, QuestCore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually uh, called um, Melancro- Melancro- Uh They changed their name. They had a drug in the market in 2000. It was $40 a jar. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard this, maybe you haven't. But the, the medication was uh, an MS med and 40 bucks a jar. And that same exact medication today costs $39,000.
4: Mm.
5: $39,000 yep. for something that costs
1: $40. Yep. And, and there's been some attempts by the Democrats to, or some of the Democrats anyway, to try to tackle that, that issue. Because that should not be, shouldn't be possible, that, that oh, you agree. can do that.
5: And the, and the only one that uh, appears to be vocal about it is AOC.
1: Mm-hmm. And she, they treat her as if on, she's a pariah.
5: Yeah, and, but, but she got on uh, some, of the, uh, some of the pharmaceutical companies last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw the, uh, the, the, the Texas Republican literally crying <laughs> be, because he wants uh, drug companies to be able to rape the consumer
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and make
5: as much money as they possibly can. He refers to it as a crap ton of money what you would expect from Texas.
1: See, and this is why countries like Australia, which is a obviously a huge island, so they really have to do most of their stuff themselves. They can't rely so much on uh, other countries to be the, the the source of goods and services they need for themselves. But they make sure that they have complete control over their pharmaceuticals in their country. When the United States does this, we allow American companies to use uh, production facilities in India and other places. And I'm not trying to disrespect India and these other places, but very often, and I I mean very often, there are problems in uh, the production of these uh, pharmaceuticals in these countries. They find metal shavings in insulin you know, they find contaminants uh, in the water that's used uh, to, uh, to, to, to as part of the processing uh, for these uh, 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 these chemicals and so on. There's there's mistakes that get made that are tiny mistakes, but when you're talking about these kind of chemicals, tiny mistakes can can cost you your life. You know, well, and uh, w- w- we that, really got to get our arms around that. That's why you need to have you know to some extent not only government you know oversight. You may need to have the government be the the entity that makes these critical generic uh, uh, kinds of pharmaceuticals.
5: Well, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, but what uh, what you what you missed is that uh, yes, India and China do have production problems. But if you take a look at the raw ingredients for drugs that are ma- even manufactured in the U.S., mm-hmm. they come from India and yep, China.
4: Exactly,
1: exactly,
5: which, which is incredible. The the real problem. Is that the pharmaceutical companies own Congress? Yep. Uh, there's a, a, a company called Gilead. Gilead uh, Scientific, I think it is. Mm-hmm. In in uh, 2013, they paid their CEO, a guy named uh, John Martin, a uh, hundred and eighty million dollars. Oh. A hundred and eighty million dollars.
1: Good gracious.
5: And you, you take a look at, uh, at, at the corporate contributions and the PACs that are, are basically bribing politicians. hmm And they get their way. Well, well look, at, uh, look at the new NAFTA. Uh, there, there's going to be language in there that uh, permits the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies to have their way again. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I'm opposed to the, the, uh, the new NAFTA. But anyway, that's my two cents for this week.
1: All right. I appreciate you, John. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. And so what we're seeing here is a, a, what, what uh, 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 Tyler Durden refers to as uh, the big lie. And the big lie is that we're being told that one thing is going to occur when, in fact, something entirely different uh, is is occurring, and it's us who are going to to pay the price. Uh, how was the tax cut being spent? Bloomberg analyzed the 2018 spending by the 10, 10 of the largest U.S. tech companies, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Cisco, Facebook, Intel Corporation, uh, International Business Machines, IBM, Microsoft, Oracle, and Qualcomm. And the study looked at six common uses of corporate cash. This is what normally gets done with corporate cash. One is buybacks. Two is dividends. Three is hiring acquisitions, uh, or excuse me, hiring. Uh, four is acquisitions. Five is capital expenditures. And six is research and development. And they compared these costs uh, from in 2018 after the tax cut to the costs that were incurred in the previous year. Contrary to the uh, uh, above uh, mentioned uh, 55% surge in buybacks uh, that these top top Ten tech companies spent uh, they spent over 169 billion on buybacks in 2018, up from 109 in 2017. Hiring fizzled in these countries as worker ranks grew by 8.7 percent in 2018, as opposed to 24 percent in 2017. Clearly, boosting employee numbers was not the key concern for these corporate executives. It was taking that money, putting that money back into their company by buying back stocks, reducing uh, 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 shareholders, paying a higher premium to the share or, or dividend rates to the shareholders and paying higher agency costs. That's the cost of the managers, uh, the CEOs and so on of these companies. Let me get Ron Achitua and get his thoughts. Ron, how are you doing out there?
2: I'm going to bring up something that hasn't been brought up. Uh, I'll change the subject a little bit. And mainstream media gave it virtually no coverage, at least not ABC, CBS, NBC. Uh, at a speech a couple of days ago in New York, a campaign rally of sorts, the way it is, Trump uh, has been talking about, he keeps talking, of hyping this idea of the immigration issue and then mm-hmm. hyping it up. He has talked about invoking the Insurrection Act. Uh, to deal with this uh so so called crisis and, you realize, and it's it's it they 're floating the idea of doing that the insurrection act is generally you know uh invoked a time of war mm-hmm. or, or it could be a national uh, emergency of a, a real you know like was rebellion or massive right, rioting right exactly and, he, and he's talking about doing that now and then they're talking falsely about the fact that it was done in 1992 for the L.A. riots. That's really not correct. It was never formally invoked. They did what was done in various riots over the decades, three or four decades before that, which was to federalize the National Guard. That's not the same thing. If you actually invoke the Insurrection Act, there is, uh, the president has a right to suspend civil liberties,
4: mm-hmm. uh, freedom
2: of the press, you know, all that, all the whole whole business. And they're actually floating this idea now of doing this. And I tell you, I've been saying this all along. This guy is not going to go quietly, whether it's in 2021 or 2025. He has got this idea that he's going to be the dictator. I really feel when they're actually talking about this over a problem that's not really a crisis, it's mm-hmm. a chronic problem, but it's not a crisis. Mm-hmm. He's making it worse by cutting off the humanitarian aid. And uh, so now there's more people. Uh, because of that, are trying to come, there's been an upsurge in the past few months. And he's, but he's using this thing. It's a manufacturing thing. And he's going to try to, I really feel, he's going to try to turn this country into a dictatorship. I mean, not just in theory or technically, but in a real, real bona fide sense.
1: He's probably going to get Bob Barr to be the one to uh, trot out uh, some uh, wildly constructed theoretical uh, uh, legal theory uh, to justify. Uh, what he what he wants to do?
2: I mean, this is I, this is crazy. Unless people start getting a lot more coverage or a lot more uh, opposition to it. Uh, this, uh, yeah, well, as far as Barr, yeah, Barr is now going whole hog about this whole deep state, this Alex Jones, the,
4: the spying. Stuff
2: about, <laughs> about uh, Brennan and McCabe and all these guys, about how they all conspired to destroy Donald Trump. And it's already been investigated by Sessions, the Republican mm-hmm. Congress, for two years. Even the, the FBI, the current FBI director, uh, Cray, Ray is... Trying to distance himself from that, but Barr apparently is going to be—he's the hitman. He's the new Michael
1: Cohen. And isn't there a uh, investigation that's only two or three weeks away from being done uh, that already had been authorized to look into this so-called, you know, putting the thumb on the scale, you know, uh, 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 deep state, you know, uh, uh, attitude against Donald Trump? Isn't there an investigation on that that's already been underway for several months? And.
2: They've been doing that, but they've had. They've already looked into this. You know, right. session looked into it, yeah. and uh, uh, what's his name? the name of the acting uh, attorney general that was there? But what's Whitaker, I think he looked into it. <laughs> the other people in the up-and-and Remember, all these guys are Republicans. Yeah. Uh, just about all of them: uh, McCabe and, and Rosenstein. And they all say it's absolute utter nonsense. Of course, but but he's—they're going full forward. They're going to come up with this as a counter, and, and I think it's part of the whole thing to try and basically to, to suspend the election. You already got the Christian right saying that because poor Donald was uh, oppressed so badly by the big bad Democrats, yeah, he should get that two should, more years. We should sustain, hold the yeah, election in twenty twenty two instead of 2020. Right, 2020.
1: right. you know, because he deserved two more two more years. Right,
2: because <laughs> he was—they investigated. <laughs> baby. I mean, God, like, he's, he's above all that, you
1: know. That's I mean, this, our this boy crazy. Donnie. I, I, it's, it, you're absolutely right. I don't know where this is going to end. But at some point, you know, we, we, we've got to get people marshaled up that whatever you feel about, you know, your American nationalism, this or that, at the end of the day, the country is what has to endure, not Donald Trump. The United States has to endure, and the United States cannot endure if there is not respect between the three different branches of government. And we've always looked at the judiciary as the referee that looked at the laws and said, OK, I know you said this, but based on what you previously said or what other things were said around what you said, we think that's pretty clear that you meant this particular thing. Well, they've, they've been
2: packing the courts here without that that agreement that was made. I guess it was Kennedy McCain agreement mm-hmm. in 1988 after the, the Robert Bork business. We had to have 60 um, members of the Senate to approve anybody. They've they've thrown that by the boards. Yeah. They began doing that for so simple majority now. But uh, it's just it, I, I, you know, I, people are going to. I'm to the point where I think people have to get into the streets and start make, taking direct action. You want to save with the democratic system and i still i'm beginning to think that even though it's not going to succeed to focus on all this stuff an impeachment is probably necessary even if it's going to fail because it'll never get through the senate right but but i mean because this stuff's all going by the boards. they're chipping away slowly but surely and almost nobody in the media is mentioning mentioning much of it and, 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 and they claim it'll play into trump's hands and that but i think either way he's closed down the uh, cyber uh uh uh, 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 warfare section of uh, the Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. They're not really trying to do much of anything or highlighting the idea of, a, of the Russian intervention. They're going to do it again, and uh, I, I, this is just uh, this is this is madness. I, I, I really think that maybe the, the, the plan is an impeachment. Just highlight this non-nonsense for the next year and a half, and hopefully enough people will abandon him and realize that we're in real danger.
1: Well, I think if, if it turns out, as, as, as I think would occur, is if the uh, House of Representatives votes articles of impeachment uh, impeachment against Donald Trump, Donald Trump may just disrespect the House of Representatives again and say, I'm not going to give you any information. I'm not going to cooperate. I'm not going to uh, go along with any of the proceedings. You all just go and talk to yourselves. But
2: it- yeah, that's true. He probably he might do it, but the problem, the thing is, then at least it will be in the forefront mm-hmm. uh, for the next year and a half. Now, so, and Pelosi apparently believes that oh, this will be negative; it'll, be, it'll make him a martyr. But if this stuff, because he's look what he's getting away with now. If right. he invokes that that uh, insurrection act, we don't have any. Basically, that there's no limitations on that. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: And remember, Trump always tries to front like he's going to do this extremely drastic thing because he wants to get you rattled. And then he starts moving in to get you do something that's, to go along with something that's less radical, but takes him in the direction that he wants to go. That's his idea of the art of the deal. And we just have to understand that this country is based on principle. It's not just based on tactics. It's based on principle. And if you don't honor these principles, you're going to, dis- you're going to completely disarm what makes it possible for us to have the kind of American democracy that we've enjoyed for these 243 years.
2: All right. Okay. Well, That's
1: my two cents for today. Yep. Appreciate you, Ron. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. Listen, take our last break, and then we'll give John and Rochester some time. So if you all stick with us, we will send us out of the break here at Think Again. Think again.
0: Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. It's post time. It's the 144th Preakness Stakes on Saturday, May 18th. Advanced wagering available on Friday, May 17th. Watch, wager, and
3: win on BataviaBets.com, at your local OTB, or area easy bets like Matt's News in Dunkirk or Pages in Depew. Visit WesternOTB.com to find the location near you. You can also wager at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel with over 800 gaming machines and luxury hotel just off through a exit 48 Batavia.
4: Batavia Downs is more, lots more.
0: Get ready for the best day of your life at Gratwick Park as Alternative Buffalo 1077 and Liberty Cab present Brews on the Water 2019, featuring American authors. This is gonna be the best day of my life. And in the valley below. Sample from over 100 craft brews and soak in the sun at Gratwick Park on July 27th for Brews on the Water, presented by Liberty Cab. Ride local, ride liberty. Tickets on sale now at alternativebuffalo.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520.
1: Remember when songs like that they wouldn't allow you to play those on, on the radio? Uh, so it's good that uh, we can do that now. Let me get John in Rochester and get his thoughts. John, how are you doing out there?
7: Hey, Nathan, I'm doing great. I heard you on WBN last Sunday. Oh, and uh, it was a it was a great interview. I In fact, I called up. Uh, they they weren't taking calls, I guess. But yeah, but but, to give I, us some support, but uh, which you didn't need. You did well on your own.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I got to ask you a question. And this is sort of a half tongue in cheek, but a half serious question. If uh, Donald Trump doesn't win in November of 2020, do you think he'll leave office willingly? or Do you think he's going to put up a fuss and try to try to try to do something to, (laughs) to, to hold on to office? What's your thought about that?
7: Well, I think he'll, he'll leave office, but his Twitter, his Twitter account will go crazy. And, and, <laughs> and, and he'll be a thorn in the side to the day he dies. <laughs> the do, you the think,
4: do you think he'd
1: really like to be like Kim Jong-un or Il-jong or uh, however you say his name, John Un, or uh, Vladimir Putin or uh, Orban or, you know, a nice, you know, strong dictator that just has complete control of a country and whatnot? Do you think is that, that's what he really wants?
7: Of course, of course not, of course not,
1: uh, of course not. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted you to get on the record. But, but, he, but,
7: but he's not going to be like George Bush. He's going he's to be vo- he'll be he, he'll be vocal when he leaves office. Hopefully, it'll be in twenty twenty five.
1: But what did George Bush do? Didn't he leave in a classy way?
7: Yeah, yeah he did. He, but he kept his mouth shut. He never he never defended himself against I think a lot of unwarranted attacks. And uh, I'm not uh,
1: sure not we're gonna, we're not remembering the same history. George, George Bush defended himself quite a bit and his surrogates no, defended him quite a bit.
7: hardly at all. And once he left office, he was he was you could hear crickets.
1: Well, that's that true. But I mean, if if what if, if you if done, you did something where you set in motion a war that killed 600,000 plus people and you killed people in a country that hadn't done a thing to the United States, they were not even not only did, did they, were they not involved in the 9-11 attack on the United States, they were not even people who wanted something like that to occur. They were not in it at all. Yet they were the ones who wound up paying this humongous price. <laughs> we spent something in the area of $6 trillion in direct cost and after-war cost uh, for Iraq. How does? It, and then we drove the country, drove the country into almost bankruptcy. Yeah, we wow. we lost two thirds of the value of the stock market. Uh, over the course of his his last couple of years in office, of course, he we he left with his his head down, you know, with a cover over his head. And, you know, like those guys, you ever see those guys trying to do the the perp walk where they put their their coats over their heads and so nobody can see him before they get into the police car. It was kind of kind of like that. That's not that's not funny, but that's that's my image, you know, when he was leaving office
7: well the, the democrats when they took uh, uh the house and the, the senate in uh uh, January of 2007, mm-hmm. set the ball rolling on the subprime market. Uh, no, uh, no, no, and, and,
1: and the Democrats, Democrats took office in January of 2009.
7: That's when the market, uh, when the market collapsed. No, Jan, that's when the market collapsed because of the subprime market. Uh, they John, wouldn't do anything John, John, John,
1: John, John, John. Obama took office in January January 20th of 2009.
7: I'm talking about the Democrats took over control of Congress. They wouldn't do anything about the subprime market. John McCain. Was asking for it. George Bush was asking for it. Let's uh, tone down the subprime market right now, but they, but they wouldn't do it. But
4: how, how, it did, how did
1: how did how did that get in in? How did that go uh, it, uh, happen uh, in it, the first place? It was the republic. It was he, the Republicans he, who did this in the two, first uh, place.
7: Two years two years later, the uh, market collapsed because. They did not because
1: of the policies of the George Bush administration. The, the, the this George happened Bush all Bush during wanted, the George Bush administration.
7: Crack, they wanted to crack down on the subprime market, and the uh, Democrats would not. They said there wasn't a problem. I remember Bernie <laughs> Frank saying, well, we don't have a problem here. The market's, the subprime market's doing fine, blah, 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 I, I, blah. I, well, don't,
1: I, I don't recall that part of it, but I do know that all of this took place under the George Bush administration. It was George Bush's policies. He it was the policies... Congress, it was the policies...
7: 2007, they had both houses. They didn't do anything. Okay. They didn't listen to the Republicans in that part. But I got to say about other other John, he mentioned two of the three Stooges. He must be the third one.
1: <laughs> See, that's why I don't like for you guys to start calling each other names and whatnot. Cause then, well, then you start well, using me to pass it back and forth with each well, other. Well,
4: his defense,
7: he didn't name, he didn't name me, but he insinuated. But I got hey, I got to defend that one stat though. Uh, for the the next fiscal year, the uh, Office of Management and Budgets is predicting a six percent increase in tax revenue. So this inflation that's going to cover inflation and on the other side of it they've got to decrease ex- government expenses okay
1: so so I I, I I i hear that that's that's a a, a republican no, th- th- that 10, that 10, that's a trump-appointed 10%. administration and i don't know that i buy that but let's just talk talk about it for just a second sure if uh uh income taxes are, I'm not sure if I remember the number correctly, something like $1.9 trillion of income uh, to the federal government comes in the form of income taxes, maybe a little bit higher than that. But let's say it's $2 trillion. No. Okay, go ahead. Let, let's say it's $2 trillion, just to make an easy number. If we have a 6% increase in uh, tax revenue from $2 trillion, that would be $120 billion in new tax revenue. We gave up 500 billion dollars in tax revenue through the corporate and the individual tax cuts that were uh, pr- approved uh, and enacted in December of 2017 and our tax and, revenue is increasing no our tax revenue increased by 150 billion dollars so we still increasing. we still lost we still lost, Three hundred and fifty billion dollars. That's why the deficit continues to rise.
7: You're, you're wrong. Our tax revenues continue to increase. All forms of tax revenue you, you, increase. You, you're not it's hearing me. I, six, I said I said six percent. I,
1: I said tax because revenues. In, I said tax revenues increased by one hundred and fifty billion dollars. My point to you is that even though tax revenues increased by one hundred and fifty billion dollars, we lost. Five hundred billion dollars. Tax revenues increase because GDP increased. but GDP only increased by one percent over that time period.
7: You're wrong. Our, our tax revenue keeps increasing. Where do you get this uh, minus five
4: uh, well, hundred?
1: I think you have I mean, to. It, you, it you have to go back. And you have to go back and look at. Because I, I just. I just rega- like you're, you're, I, I gave it to you from last year. You know. I, I, I gave it to you. I mean, running, last week is, rather. I gave tech tech it to you. The
7: revenue is going to increase six percent next year.
1: Again, again, money counts itself. If you have a one percent increase in your GDP, in mean, your so GDP. You if tree. your GDP, just yeah, just I'm do the, the county. If the GDP is 1.9. 9- tax revenue is increasing. It's going to
7: increase 6% next year. <laughs> All That's right. The bottom line.
1: We're, we're, we're going to see, but I'm going to give you the numbers again, right? I, I gave them to you last week. I didn't bring them again uh, this week, but I'll give you the numbers again next week so that you can see it again for yourself. I'll give you the where to go to get the information. I don't get it from somebody's you're, online. You're the forest. All I'm doing is counting. I'm just counting the money. Okay, I'm just counting the money. If corporate taxes were roughly four hundred and seventy billion dollars in 2015 or 2016 and you cut corporate taxes by 40 percent, you cut corporate taxes by 40 percent. By definition, that's 40 percent of four hundred and seventy billion dollars. That's $170 to $200 billion that you cut corporate tax revenue by. That money counts itself. It can't not count itself. If you cut personal income taxes by 10% and you were getting 2 or $3 trillion in uh, 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 personal income taxes and you cut it by 10%, that's a $300 billion loss in tax revenue. The increases you're talking about is on the basis that the economy will will grow because supposedly these fat owners of businesses are going to invest more money uh, in the United States. And they're going to uh, uh, hire more uh, uh, employees uh, and engage in more capital investment and so on. But that's not what occurs. What occurs is virtually two thirds of that money uh, goes into either uh, buying back stock, these companies buying back their own stock. Or they're increasing or or in combination, they're increasing the amount of money that they pay uh, to their uh, uh, shareholders and to their agency managers, their CEOs and so on. That's the reality. Money counts itself. I don't know why we can't seem to get our arms wrapped around this. You can't take that much money out of the system and not have an effect on the system. Money counts itself. Did I lose, John? Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, John. I'm preaching to you and you weren't even there. Let me grab Kevin and Pendleton before we lose uh, our, our, our time here. Kevin, how you doing out there? Hey, what's happening out <laughs> there? You <laughs> heard me on. preaching to the air. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
6: um, yeah, just to, uh, just to add some uh, information that John, I guess, wasn't aware of, because I know you have a background in economics, right? I do. Good. Okay. Yeah. So um, he's Saying that um, John, John was saying that it was uh, Bernie Sanders and what was the other guy?
1: What was his name? Uh, uh, Barney Frank. Barney Frank.
6: Right. No, but Barney Frank, I'm sorry. Barney Frank and the other um, guy, um, Democrat, I kind not come to mind right now with him, and combined with George Bush, um, they just um, helped accelerate. The downturn with the economy, with with with, with the uh, you know with the mortgage crisis situation. As a matter of fact, it first started with the removal of the Glass Steagall Act,
4: mm-hmm. right?
6: When Bill yes. Clinton was in power, with the help, of course, with the Republicans. I don't call them Republicans anymore. The Republicans with the removal of this Glass Steagall Act, which was put in since what, 1933, right?
1: I believe so, right.
6: Yeah it, was, yeah, it was put in there since then by um, Franklin Roosevelt and the, uh, the entire Congress, right? mm mm-hmm. But they, they, basically Glass-Steagall was where they were mixing securities with... Um, um, what they,
1: what they with, call derivatives. What they would do yeah, is they would... that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they would take uh, uh, investments that were uh, AAA investments and they would mm-hmm. blend them in with a bunch of mortgages that were like hey. really poorly structured mortgages, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, like yeah, you get so somebody who has 30, a $60,000 income and you right. sell them a house for $360,000. Well, right. that $60,000 income is six times the cost of or, 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 or is, is, is one sixth of the value of the house. What right. happens if this person's income doesn't grow enough to be able to sustain the cost of that mortgage?
6: Right, right. Yeah, you're right. What he said. So he's saying that it was Sanders and the other dude that, uh, not Sanders, I keep saying Sanders. I a Barney, Barney Frank, Frank mm-hmm. and and the uh, and the other. Um, Democrat, I forget the no, other one. Yeah. Him, a combination of him, the other guy, and George Bush. But it was all initiated during the Bill Clinton administration with both the, the Republicans and Democrats. Well, that that's that's Democrats.
1: not that's not really true. That that's not really true. Du- end, no, no, uh, no. During the course of the Bush administration. They changed the rules in a way that a lot, this, this is what you got to understand. And this wasn't just George Bush. This this has That's been great. happening. You are right. This happened from 1980 going forward. They changed the rules. When you and I were kids, a bank had to be a bank. A right. stockholding, a, 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 a company that sold stocks had to be a company that sold stocks. Insurance right. companies had to be insurance companies. You couldn't have all three in the same in, in the same company. Now they got healthcare companies, they got um, mortgage companies, they got builders, they got everything all in the same. Remember that they took uh, uh, Prudential Beish and they they turned it into a, a company that both did the insurance and they did the loans. Um, uh, they, they sold stocks, you know, and so on. The, mm-hmm. the idea was supposed to have been for these finance, the reason why they were separated was because it creates a conflict of interest. If you are actually on all sides of a transaction, that creates a conflict of interest. And that didn't happen over a single year. So it's not like all George Bush or all Bill Clinton or all somebody else. Uh, This happened over the course of a period of time, generally from the early 1980s, until the middle 2000s. Yes. This had been going on over the course of that time, and the price we paid for it is what you were just talking about.
6: Yeah, Dodd, Dodd was the other guy. Um, Chris, Chris Dodd or Frank. Chris
1: Dodd, Dodd. right. That's what you're trying Dodd, to think of, right?
6: That's right. So that's where Dodd and Frank and Bush were saying a house for everyone, every American. You have a hoax, right? That's I mean, not. not that,
1: but, you, but what you're saying There's is somebody, not true. That's not. That's somebody. not true. You're saying that because oh. the, the people that you keep reading are saying that. That's not. No. That's not what occurred. Oh,
6: really? uh, what okay,
1: what what what, what, what what occurred during that time period? What occurred during that time period? Because of what I just said, that you mm-hmm. got banks, you got um, mortgage lenders, you got insurance companies, you got developers, all you know are, are, are part of the same company. You had companies taking advantage of these l- little loopholes in the law, and it wasn't—it wasn't, it, it wasn't uh, mm-hmm. this one or that one. It was a conglomeration yeah. of people doing things over a period of time.
6: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, I remember in Florida, you got ask Great. Don't have a job? No problem. Come apply, right? <laughs> so, I said, so I said that um, they all—a combination of both, both administrations.
1: That's that the truth, Kevin. Every—I mean, yeah, I everybody did, was involved in this thing. Exactly it didn't happen hard. by itself.
6: Not me. Not me. Maybe you, because yeah, you got something out of it too. Anyway.
1: Ooh. Okay. <laughs> what I—what I get at? I get—I get to do a radio program, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Well, listen, we kind of got—kind of got off track there, but I think we got a little bit out of this show. Uh, we're going to come back and, and hit on this again, and I'm definitely going to get back to John on this taxes issue so that we make sure that we're, we're, we're talking about the right things. Facts are important. I appreciate you all listening to us and supporting us. And we look forward to talking to you all again next week here at Think Again. Think again. Amen.
2: You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.